Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, lots of chatter in regard to how uh, this COVID-19 pandemic has affected all of us and various businesses. Uh, we now know that non-essential services are shut down, self-distancing, uh, isolation, that sort of thing, just simply uh, the new reality. Uh, and the great thing is grocery stores, pharmacies, things like that are staying open and the food chain is, is continuing and the supply chain that keeps as many people working uh, through social and self-distancing as we can possibly uh, have. Uh, and again, all you have to do is uh, you know listen to somebody else's point to understand how it has affected other people, other ways of life, other walks of life that you never even think about, including blood donation. Essential service? I think so. I mean, this is something where the need does not stop. So how is and how has this current situation affected uh, Canadian Blood Services? Let's bring in Kirsten Dupuy, Territory Manager, Canadian Blood Services, and with us now. Kirsten, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. No problem at all. Thank you so much for having me. So how has this new reality changed life at Canadian Blood Services? You know what, it's changed things a little bit for us in the sense that we have uh, made some alterations to our donor centers to ensure uh, the ultimate safety right now for both our donors and our staff. Uh, but we are very fortunate in that Canadian citizens are still coming out to donate right now and our blood supply across the country remains strong. So we are very fortunate for that um, in that we we haven't seen any uh, drops in, in the demand or or. Um, in what's coming through to the hospitals, which we're very fortunate for. How do you explain that there hasn't been some sort of drop in this service? Um, you know what? When COVID-19 was declared a pandemic, we did see a spike in cancellations. Ultimately, uh, people you know, were taking action in that they were staying in their homes, um, and that meant having to cancel their their blood donation appointments. Uh, but we put the word out there to let people know that, you know, blood donation is still very safe to do at this point in time. Um, and we are a place of wellness. And after having getting that message out to Canadians across the country, both uh, and locally as well, uh, we saw those appointments come back up and, and people came through for us. Uh, I think people are feeling a little bit helpless right now. And donating blood is something that is very easy to do. And it's something that also gets you out of your house right now as well. So we, we've been very lucky to see that, you know, people came back <laughs> after the initial scare and, uh, and they're continuing to come through for us. So how do you donate and self-isolate? Uh, you know what, that's a really great question. We are definitely keeping safety top of mind right now for both our donors and our staff, as well as the recipients who are going to be receiving these blood, blood products. Uh, so first and foremost, COVID-19 cannot be transmitted through blood transfusion. That is something that we have looked into. Um, secondly, uh, we've implemented wellness checkpoints at all of our donor centers. So as soon as you come through the door or as soon as you, you get to our facility, uh, one of our staff members is going to be there. They're going to ask you a series of questions to ensure that you are feeling well, you're not showing any symptoms, and you haven't traveled outside of Canada in the last 14 days or come in contact with anyone who has tested positive for this virus. Uh, good to know. Good to know that uh, that's great information that this cannot absolutely. be passed via blood. So that's got to help a huge amount. Absolutely. Yes. And then we've also implemented extra um, cleaning and sanitation measures as well within our centers to make sure that everything uh, that is touched frequently is being cleaned 
just as frequently as well. And we're also trying to practice social distancing within our spaces as much as possible too. So that means uh, unless a staff member has to be close to you for uh, for the purpose of, of your donation, we are maintaining a, a six-foot rule between all donors and staff members at all times. So uh, you said the donors came back. Obviously, a, a lot of regular donors. To someone who is maybe new to all this, how do you donate? How do you be a part of this? It's very easy. That's a wonderful question. All you need to do is, first and foremost, make sure you're feeling 100% well. Um, Secondly, all you have to do is book an appointment at, uh, you can go through blood.ca, you can download our Give Blood app, or you can call one eight 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 two donate and you can book your appointment that way. Otherwise, all you have to do is be over the age of 17, uh, come with a piece of government ID with you, and I always recommend to folks to make sure that you drink lots and lots of fluids before coming in, be really well hydrated, and come on a full stomach. Otherwise, our staff will do a really thorough screening process with you once you're in the facility. And uh, the donation process only takes from start to finish by the time you enter the doors and by the time you leave, about 45 minutes to an hour. All right. Kirsten Dupree has been with us, Territory Manager, Canadian Blood Services. Yes, they're still open, and yes, they still need your help. Kirsten, thanks so much for the time and insight. Good luck. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. United Way of Hamilton, or sorry, Halton Hamilton, you know, any of these programs that do so many great things for our community, you have to think, how does this affect what they do on an annual basis, on a regular basis, as they try to not only raise funds, but also distribute funds. And now we find out an emergency fund has been launched to rally support locally for those that are most vulnerable and uh, susceptible to COVID-19. Let's bring in Brad Park, president and CEO of United Way of Halton Hamilton, and is with us now. Brad, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Good afternoon, Scott. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Brad, we certainly know uh, the campaigns that United Ways all across the land do on an ongoing basis in in order to raise funds and and help these various organizations. How has COVID-19 changed your plans, changed business, and, and the way things are done at the United Way? Well, certainly like the rest of the world, we're all trying to adapt with uh, the remote working uh, environment that we're all dealing with now. So for us and a lot of our agencies, it's just uh, understanding how we can maintain our operations uh, throughout this crisis and still uh, uh, be an effective uh, community supporter through this whole uh, ordeal. So um, we're pivoting as the rest of the world is. And uh, for us, we are are shifting our focus for a moment to uh, to implement or establish an emergency fund where we can help to deliver much-needed funds to uh, the community in a very quick and timely manner. So tell us more about this fund and how we can contribute to it, where it goes, what you've got it designated for. Yeah, well, uh, this fund is uh, established to really meet four key areas. So for us, we are going to focus on uh, basic needs, just ensuring that people have access to life's essentials, things like food, baby formula, diapers, um, supporting all those frontline workers out there right now as we try and get this into the hands of the community. We're also going to make sure that we are helping the vulnerable who are isolated, so including seniors, just ensuring that while people are isolated, that they have the supports there, whether it's through crisis lines, whether it's through counseling services, but we want to make sure that people are supported while they are in isolation. We want to make sure that mental health supports are there, 
We know that individuals and families are experiencing stress and temporary job loss or economic strain, and that's putting a lot of pressure on people right now. So we need to ensure that those mental health supports are there for people when they need them. And then finally, we've got capacity for community services, just ensuring that our frontline community agencies who are working with our most vulnerable out there can continue to do their vital work. So we are going to make sure that the funds that come into this emergency fund are allocated to the community in a very timely manner so that all those services can keep going uh, throughout this crisis. Brad, is it tough to balance the new needs and the new uh, issues, problems, challenges you face with COVID-19 and balancing that with what you normally do uh, prior to all of this? Yeah, absolutely. We are still in the tail end of our uh, annual campaign for 2019. And, uh, and as we try and close that up, we're now trying to roll out an emergency fund at the same time as we're planning for campaign 2020, which for us gets underway in, in April as well. So there's a lot going on. But at the bottom of this, there's a community that needs the support. And what we are seeing is that the strain that is being put on the social safety uh, net that, that keeps our communities together um, is being pushed to the max. So that just forces us and uh, inspires us to work harder at what we do. And what have you noticed from the public? How is the public responding to all of this? Have they forgotten about organizations such as yours? Because, again, we're all so self-absorbed trying to, to, to figure this out for our own personal situation. Uh, what's the response been like? There's def- there definitely was a lull for, for a period of about a week while I think uh, people were transitioning their own lives into sort of what this new short-term reality looks like. So there was a bit of a lull, but what we're seeing now is people are more established and, and understanding what the, near- the short-term future might look like. Um, they're reaching out to say, how can we help, how can we support, and how can we get involved? So um, certainly we're trying to help coordinate that through our means. And how can people contribute to this fund? And, and just to reiterate, this is going to stuff and, and, and issues, challenges that are needed locally, correct? Absolutely. This will go to uh, issues in, or agencies in Hamilton and Halton uh, that are in direct need. The easiest way for people to do that is through our, our website, which is www.uwhh.ca. So I encourage people to uh, go online donate, visit us on our social media feeds, share out the request to your friends, your families and neighbors. Um, This is a time where the community really needs to step up, stand together, be united and support one another. And uh, as we've seen through, through many challenges, the community always comes through and I know they will this time as well. We were talking to uh, Canadian Blood Services a little earlier. They were saying that initially, just as you expressed, the first week was kind of dicey, but then uh, donations came back and, and, and proved to be quite strong. Uh, with that lull and then, you know, as you mentioned, once people settle in and, and figure out how to work remotely and get their lives on, you know, with some sort of normalcy that, that things come back, could this be a positive for organizations like the United Way in the sense that this brings more attention to the great services that you you people provide and as a result people are more inclined to donate well i i think if anything as this health crisis unfolds really it's going to serve as a wake-up call to each and every one of us that we're all vulnerable right that there are so many people that are one paycheck away 
from having to use those basic frontline services that uh, United Way tries so hard to support. But we're all deeply connected to one another, right? And we together have the power to lift each other up and build our community, even through these challenging times. So I think that out of this, yeah, a new, stronger sense of community will emerge. What message do you want to get out to Ontarians now? What, what, what message do you want the, uh, to get out to those in uh, Hamilton, Wentworth and Halton? My message to them is just that uh, um, let's, let's continue to focus outward. Let's continue to focus on what our communities need to stay strong, even though we are, we are struggling to understand what our own personal needs look like. So let's not forget about our neighbours. I see it every day. I know that people... In, the, in our communities care and want to be a part of something greater. So um, I do also want to just point out for those individuals who are listening today, there's a service uh, called 211. It's like 911, but uh, you dial 211 and you can get an answer to any social service issue that you may be struggling with, whether or not mm. you, uh, you need food, you need employment, you need any social service issue. Um, will be dealt with through that telephone line. So I, I encourage all your listeners to use it if they need it. And once again, website we can go to to donate. www.uwhh.ca And Brad Park has been with us, President and CEO of United Way of Halton Hamilton. An emergency fund has been launched to rally support locally for those that are most vulnerable in our community. Brad, thank you so much for the time and insight. Good luck with all of this. Thank you, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.